Hey, you guys, it's Stephanie Colvin. It's so nice to be here once again with you all. I am just really enjoying doing this weekly podcast. And today's episode is on the power of prayer. I have always had a strong, strong belief and faith in the power of prayer because of my life and the situations that I've gone through. I always knew that prayer was my safety blanket. It was my go-to thing. I needed to pray in order to have protection and comfort and invite the spirit into my world. When I was little, I had and I touched a little bit on this in the atonement episode, I had some things happen within um, my own little sphere, my own little world. And because of that abuse, um, and thankfully I was raised in the church, so I was taught from when I was very young how to pray. And because of that abuse and, and also being taught how to pray in the church and my parents being faithful about taking me to church, every single time I had an issue with uh, this particular person, I hit my knees and I knew that something was wrong, but I couldn't really identify it. But what I can tell you is that Heavenly Father answered my prayers every single time. I remember always feeling just absolutely safe and secure and knowing that whatever is going on with me, because I was so young, I didn't really understand. I just knew that it was wrong, um, that whatever was going on with me, that he would help me to overcome it. And uh, that's exactly what the power of prayer has done in my life. And so I want to be able to talk about that a little bit today and share some of my experiences and hopes of just really reaching out to you guys. I just love this technology that I can reach out across the world and my sincere desire to love you, to support you, to cheer you on, and to continue to just edify and uplift. That is my whole soul goal. I start this podcast always with a prayer, asking Heavenly Father to be with me, that I might have the Spirit to be with me, to be in my home, to abide with me, that I may have the power of discernment to hear Him, to have eyes that can see and ears that can hear and a heart that's open. Um, and it always, you know, it's such a spiritual experience. I have to, I'm going to be very honest. Since I've started this podcast, it has just changed my life because I have to live in a way that the spirit can be with me uh, constantly uh, between the time that I take to do research and to study out what I want to talk about, what I should include. And even on the day that I, that I record, I'm still pretty much going with whatever the spirit tells me to say or do. I do have a little script of, you know, verses and things in my research, but I pretty much go um, freestyle because I feel like I need to be saying the things that the Lord knows that you need to hear. That's always my goal is to say the things that you need to hear. And so I hope that I can do that for you. And I just really appreciate you guys stopping by. Please don't hesitate to reach out to me through DMs on Instagram at LDSRPRL podcast, or you can always email me at LDS real people, real lives, all spelled out at gmail.com. So moving forward, as I have been doing research about the power of prayer and just really thinking about the things that I want to cover, um, I really noticed that there was a 
theme. So reading the scriptures, when they talk about praying, they always talk about praying with their whole heart to pour out your soul to, to God in prayer, to plead with God, to pray with all feeling, to pray diligently, to pray unceasingly, to pray with your whole soul and heart, to cry unto the Lord. You know, that's not a coincidence. There are no coincidences in the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're teaching us and telling us exactly how to pray. And I really love this kind of highlight of how we should pray because it brought me back into remembrance as I pray often. I start my day off with a prayer. And this is stuff that I've had to slowly work up to, okay? Remember, we take the gospel in little bites, one step at a time. So I pray in the morning. I pray when I eat. I pray in the evening. And sometimes I pray throughout the day because I do have, you know, as all of you do, we all have a lot going on in our lives. And if you're like me, you have the responsibility of a number of people in your life as well. So, you know, I pray for that as well. And oftentimes when I have a, a break or a moment where I can just talk with Heavenly Father, I don't always just shut my eyes. Sometimes I just hang out and just talk to Him through the power of the Holy Ghost um, in my mind. Sometimes I even just talk, especially when I'm in the car and traveling and uh, hold a full-on conversation. And what's really helped me to internalize the prayer and to give it power and impact is I visualize myself sitting at Heavenly Father's throne at His feet and looking up into the most beautiful gorgeous eyes with the most comforting, just fatherly face that has so much love. Like he's just looking at me with so much love and hope and desires for me to continue to progress because he wants each of us to progress. No loving father would ever want to stifle the progression of their children. And Heavenly Father, who loves us with such greatness, He wants us to have all of these experiences and to continue to grow and expand and to become like Him. And so that's how I really invite the power of prayer into my life is through visualization. That's what works for me. And thankfully, I've got a very imaginative mind and uh, it, it just works for me. And so figure out what works for you to help you feel. Uh, there was a book that I was reading and I read a lot. So bear with me because I can't re always have references. But there was a book that I was reading and she was saying that uh, she takes time every day to hang out and talk with Heavenly Father. And she likened it to how she would hang out and talk to her father. And she said that we should be doing this every day. Now, I know that we all have schedules that are slammed. Uh, we're all very busy. We all have a lot going on, especially, I don't know, I feel like right now, even during the pandemic, I'm busier more than ever. And we just really need to take time out to the best we can, 10, 15 minutes if you can, to hang out with Heavenly Father, find a quiet space, close your eyes, 
and just visualize hanging out with Heavenly Father and just let the Spirit work with you. I've done this a few times. I would love to do it more. And it's definitely something that I'm going to work on. And each and every time I do it, it just cracks me up because I always fall asleep. And I realize that when I do it, I fall asleep because I'm so enveloped in the spirit. And I'm having such a great time just having this conversation with Heavenly Father and spending that time with Him. I feel so much peace and mercy and love and forgiveness. And most of all, understanding. It's just crazy how you can feel so much understanding from the Spirit. And it's just so overwhelming and so all-encompassing that it just lulls me off to sleep. And I am definitely, that's something I'm going to focus on to make sure I can make time to do that more often, even if it's just two or three times a week. Um, I think sometimes I know, especially with me, I set the bar too high and put a lot of pressure on myself. So I'm learning to back off and like, let's set some reasonable goals. In Enos chapter one, verse 12, it says, and it came to pass that after I had prayed and labored with all diligence, the Lord said unto me, I will grant unto thee according to thy desires because of thy faith. We need to remember that faith is the key to everything. And I love the examples that they have when they talk about a mustard seed of faith, a twig of faith. They're not asking for a cup of faith a gallon of faith, a house full of faith. They're saying just even this much faith, if you can demonstrate just this much faith, he hears and answers our prayers and he does it with absolute glee. He loves us so much. There's a talk that was given by um, Henry B. Eyring, and this is back in October of 1999. I believe he was doing a talk with the youth at the time. And it's called Always. And he says, The Lord offers us the covenant to always remember him and the warning to pray always so that we will place our reliance on him, our only safety. What is President Iring teaching us? He is teaching us that praying always truly is our only safety. Prayer must be part of our lifestyle. Prayer must be part of our daily routine. Just as much as you get dressed, you take a shower, you brush your teeth, you eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Prayer has to be included in that as well. And we want this. We want to invite this into our lives because the power of prayer is so great. I don't even think that there are earthly words to even describe it other than it's magnificent, majestic, divine, humbling, merciful, loving. Uh, There's just, you know, it's so funny because I say earthly words don't describe it. And here I am coming up with all these words, but it just feels like these words kind of lack the effective, uh, the effectiveness that maybe another word that we just don't remember 
that we used to talk in a particular way when we were in the pre-existence would fit it better. I don't know. These are just kind of, my mind always goes down into these little rabbit holes whenever I'm doing studying in the gospel. And that's why I love the gospel too, is the potential. There's always all of this potential. In 3 Nephi chapter 18, verse 18, it says, Behold, verily, verily, I say unto you, ye must watch and pray always, lest ye enter into temptation. For Satan desireth to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. We promise to always remember him, and he warns us to pray always. So why would he use the word always? What is he trying to teach us? Coming from that same talk from Henry B. Eyring, it says, The Lord hears the prayers of your heart, the feelings of your heart, of love for our Heavenly Father and for His beloved Son, can be so constant that your prayers will ascend always. Wow. It's just so... Goosebumps, my heart is just so full. And I'm grateful for the teachings that we are given. I'm grateful to be alive at this time where we can have the fullness of the gospel, that we can have a prophet that truly leads us, who is the representative of Jesus Christ himself, the apostles. Uh, You know, we're just so blessed to be alive at this time. So when we talk about always, figure out what that means for you. What is the definition of always and how does that work in your life? What do you need to do to incorporate or change in your life so that you can pray always and have that true safety that can only come from the Spirit of God? There's another talk, and it's an older talk, and I I think it might be an article, um, Faith Precedes the Miracle, 1973. And this is the quote, should all prayers be immediately answered according to our selfish desires and our limited understanding, then there would be little or no suffering, sorrow, disappointment, or even death. And if these were not, here would also be no joy, success, resurrection, nor eternal life and Godhood. That is a mighty powerful quote. And faith does precede the miracle. The key ingredient to miracles and blessings is always faith. We cannot, as children of Heavenly Father, demand that He answers our prayers perfectly, quickly, and as we see fit. And believe you me, you would not want it that way. You would want it the way that he knows how to perfectly bless you. How many times, if you just take a moment right now, how many times in your life have you prayed for something and it's worked out completely different from anything like a pretzel? It started off over here and it twist and turn left and right, up and down until it ended up being something that you didn't even recognize. But man, it tasted good. It felt good. It worked out wonderfully. We want to rely on the Lord, and this is why we want to adopt His will. You know, we need to look at prayers when we're asking for guidance and direction the best we can, as if we're tapping into a manual. 
So let's say, you know, the products that you buy, they come with manuals and they tell you how to assemble them and how to work them and, you know, even how to troubleshoot them. Heavenly Father and our Savior Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost, they hold your manual. So how do you access that manual? How can you open that manual and know how to assemble this or how to troubleshoot that or what directions you need when you get to this point in your life? It's always going to be through the mighty power of prayer. And this, is, again, is why it's so important that we pray often, that we pray always, and we pray with full purpose of heart. Mighty prayer indicates powerful, faith-filled communication with God. May I ask you today to consider the effectiveness of your prayers? And this is Elder Joseph B. Worthlin, by the way. How close do you feel to your Heavenly Father? Do you feel that your prayers are answered? Do you feel that the time you spend in prayer enriches and uplifts your soul? Is there room for improvement? He also says we, that we can choose to know the Lord by reading the scriptures every day, by communicating with Him in fervent prayer, at least morning and night and in times of trial, every hour or more if needed. These are powerful teachings that are coming from the people that have been called by the Savior, Jesus Christ himself. We need to listen. We need to absorb it. And then we need to, with full purpose of reasoning and being realistic, how we can start implementing prayer in our lives in a manner and a way that it becomes a power of heaven that we invite into our daily lives. And this can be done. I will give you an example. The abuse that I experienced when I was little um, was sexual abuse. And it went on for quite some time. And I was very, very young. I tended to have some over-sexualized behavior and unfortunately, this was in the 70s, so there wasn't a lot of material. There wasn't the internet. Um, you know, there's we have a lot of resources now, and so we're just always bombarded with everything that's going on and, and ways to handle it, who to go to, how to, you know, how to get it taken care of, how to protect yourself, the therapy here, police over there. I mean, it's just everywhere now. But in the 70s, that was not the case. And... I know other people who have been abused as well, and it seems to be more often than not women, and I don't know if it's the same for men, okay, I just know my personal experience, most of the women I know have been abused or sexually abused in some way, um, whether it be, you know, child abuse, child sexual abuse, or some type of, uh, you know, as they've gotten older, some type of incident that happened where they were raped or something that happened. Okay. I do not believe that heavenly father left me destitute. I believe that father blessed me with the knowledge that was taught so that I could use prayer in my life as that safety and security blanket. Of course, we can always look back and say, you know, why did that have to happen to me? 
And you know what? Several times throughout my life, I have asked that question. And so not only have I asked that question in therapy, but I've also asked that question in prayer. When I've asked that question, sometimes the answer comes immediately. Sometimes it comes later. But what does come with consistency is comfort. I'm always comforted by the Spirit. I feel the love of my Savior and my Heavenly Father. And it warms me. It warms my heart and it gives me strength to continue to push forward. It also strengthens me. It strengthens me so that I don't feel sorry for myself, so that I don't use the um, unfortunate, very unfortunate circumstances uh, to check out of life, to continue to be um, an addict, to lead a life that would be just absolutely miserable. And I can tell you, you know, before I met Jed, my husband, and we got into the gospel, um, I didn't realize how miserable my life was. Uh, Now we fast forward about 10 years and I can easily identify how miserable my life was. And I'm grateful for prayer because even though I wasn't in the gospel at the time and I wasn't going to church, Father knew my heart. He knew exactly what I was dealing with. He knew the responsibilities that I had raising two of his children that he gave to me. He trusted me. Even though I had all this happen in my life, he trusted me to raise those boys for him. And I take that responsibility very seriously. But you know what? I didn't do a perfect job. And I would always pray for guidance and help. I would do the best that I could to turn to him and to ask him for help. Um, Through prayer, I receive strength to overcome. And this, again, the power of prayer as well as the gospel. The gospel can help you overcome anything that you face on this earth. What is the key ingredient? Faith. You can overcome all of these things that happen in your life because we all have horrible experiences. We all have experienced trauma in some way, fashion, or form in our life because if we didn't, we wouldn't know joy, success, godhood, hope, We must experience the bad to have the good. Don't ever forget that. We have to have both. I just love doing these episodes. The feeling of the spirit here is just so strong, and it gives me an opportunity to work with the Holy Ghost. And I'm just so grateful for this wonderful platform of podcasts. I you know, before podcasts, before the internet, there would be a very limited opportunity or platform for you to really reach out beyond your home and help people, help people who are needing to have their faith supported, their faith added to, um, you know, to give hope, to to share yourself, because we know that when we share ourselves, we uplift each other. When we open our mouths, 
the Holy Ghost testifies of the truths that we speak of. And sometimes, and I have had this happen to me too, when I talk, I can feel immediately when I'm saying something that is just not exactly in line with, you know, whatever I'm teaching or the gospel. And I'm grateful for the Holy Ghost and the Spirit that tends to my prayers. This is because I'm always praying about all of my callings, anything that I do. I'm very communicative with Heavenly Father and ask for his help. So, you know, another experience that I can give you and, you know, I share the experiences about my abuse because I know that there are other people out there who have been hurt in some way or fashion or form that has been very deep and runs deep in your, your veins and your soul. And I just want to express to you with the utmost sincerity and genuine love and care for you that through the gospel of Jesus Christ and the power of prayer, you can overcome these things that have been so traumatic, so life-altering. There is hope. And that, again, is through the power of prayer and, of course, the magnificent atonement. Never forget that. You are never, ever stuck at the mercy of your circumstances. In Mark chapter 11, verse 24, it says, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. So where does this praying get us? When we talk about prayer, there's another quote I wanted to uh, share with you from Jesus the Christ. I, you know what? That's that was written by um, Elder Talmadge, I believe, and I actually read the first 20 chapters of that book. It was a very hard read for me. I my mastery of the English language is just not that good. This guy is just Brazilian. He is just so intelligent, um, and he says. Prayer is made up of heart throbs and the righteous yearnings of the soul of supplication based on the realization of need of contrition and pure desire. And I believe that was in chapter 17. If there lives a man who has never really prayed, that man is a being apart from the order of the div divine and human nature, a stranger in the family of God's children. Prayer is for the uplifting of the suppliant. God without our prayers would be God, but we without prayer cannot be admitted to the kingdom of God. So did Christ instruct your father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. What an absolute jewel and pearl of wisdom. Father, your father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. But we must ask. Let Father decide what he needs to do. He, You are in perfect, perfect divine hands. So you continue to pray, you continue to plead, and you continue to focus your prayers with your whole heart. Oftentimes, especially right now with work and everything being so difficult at work, my prayers too can be very uh, routine. And I try so hard not to be routine, but sometimes I'm just so tired. And, you know, there are times that I just don't, I know that Father understands and he gets me. 
And there are times that I say, you know what, Stephanie, where's your heart at? Let's pray with the whole heart. Let's give him some effort because let's face it, we are praying to our father in heaven and he's God. So we need to give him the reverence, the respect, and give him all of us when we're calling upon him. It is just that important. So where does this praying get us? You add faith and we shall receive the desires of our heart. The most sacred answers come in time. Um, You know, I always talk about faith being the key ingredient to everything that we do in the gospel. And I do believe, and I've read this before, is that the most sacred answers come in time. So we have to be very patient. Um, We have to be able to accept the Lord's timing as well as the Lord's answers. Very, very important because he loves supplication and humility. He loves meekness for they are the ones that inherit the earth, the peacemakers. Truly, these are the characteristics that we want to adopt and we want to become. I wanted to share with you another experience that I had. Um, It was a few months ago. I was reading about... You know, if we really question how Heavenly Father feels about us and want to know his love for us, to pray for it, to ask him. And I was having probably a really rough couple of months. Last year was just really hard for me, uh, just financially and spiritually, just dealing with so much. And uh, I remember just hitting my knees because I do believe the things that I read from our leaders. And I just hit my knees and I remember saying, you know, dear heavenly father, do you love me? And immediately I had the most spiritual experience. And it was, for me, it was a flash of images in my mind. And it was just one image after another of all the things that he had done for me and my life, the blessings And he just showed me one instance right after another. And I was so overwhelmed with the love that he had for me that it gave me the juice to continue to push forward. And believe you me, that day I needed it. And I will never forget that experience. Um, That experience was so powerful. It's really, you know, now it's part of my spiritual tool chest when I start to really struggle with life, as a matter of fact, I just found out something this evening that uh, was really disappointing. And um, when those things happen in my life, I just take a deep breath like I just did. And I remember the times that Heavenly Father has been there for me. And it's so interesting because especially lately, I have been able to reflect on my days or weeks or months or even the last few years or even my life. And I've been able to quickly identify how he's truly had his hand over me the entire time. And he's been there. He's provided. And even the times that were so extremely hard, whether, you know, because of my decisions or another's, whatever the case may be, He was always there to catch me and to help raise me back up on my feet and to help propel me forward. And I just truly, truly believe in the power of prayer because it's been 
such a blessed part of my life. I can't, I don't, you know, sometimes I try to understand where people come from that don't believe in God. And it's really hard for me because when I look around my world, I see God and my Savior, Jesus Christ, and everything. And the sky, the clouds, the hills, the mountains, the ocean, the sun, you know, it's just all the greenery, the plants, the flowers. It's just, you know, we've got beautiful birds in the Barranco right now. Um, the sounds of the frogs, it's just, it's just gorgeous and beautiful. And I'm so grateful for these blessings. And, you know, that's something that my husband is so interesting. My husband's been praying for um, the spirit to help him to be able to identify Heavenly Father and all the set of subtle details of his life. And he expressed that to me a couple months ago. And I thought that was so interesting. I told him, I said, because I haven't thought to pray about that before. And yet all of a sudden I started to be able to see Heavenly Father's hand and all the subtle details of my life and my days. I just thought that was so fabulously fantastic. And it taught me something. My husband, you know, when you're married and you're praying, you're praying for your family, you're praying for yourself, you're praying for things that maybe you didn't realize would affect your family. But with that power of prayer and faith, Boy, those blessings really can trickle down and they will bless your family and your posterity. And it's so true. You know, we're taught that throughout the scriptures that when we're obedient and we keep the commandments and we serve the Lord, that, um, you know, our seed will be blessed. There's always going to be ups and downs with family. It's just the way it is in different generations. And, you know, we don't have a single generation where we're all in the gospel. And you know what? It's okay. It's okay. Because we can pray on their behalf, just like Alma Sr. did with Alma Jr. We can pray for our children. We can pray for our siblings, for our parents. We can pray for friends. We can pray for the people that we care about, um, that they will have an awakening to the truth and have a desire to come unto Heavenly Father in Jesus Christ and embrace truth with their whole heart and serve the Lord. Because we know that is the pattern to happiness and joy. And so, of course, we want to share that with those that we truly love and care about. You know, there was one more experience that I wanted to share regarding prayer and the power of prayer. When things are just going wrong in our lives and we're doing things that maybe doesn't invite the the right spirit into our lives or home, wherever we may be. You know, the adversary is, you know, we've talked about this before, stepping up his efforts exponentially to attack, especially the saints, the righteous, those that are trying so hard, so hard, to live the gospel and return home with Heavenly Father and to be with their families for eternity. And so we can use that power of prayer to really ward off the influences of the adversary and his, you know, he's got angels too. And his, you know, they call them minions or servants or any other number demons. I don't know. There's a lot of names for them. 
But uh, this truly is a war between good and evil. And we already know who's going to win. So it's just a matter of picking sides and then doing. Where is your heart? Where is your mind? Who are you praying to? And are you asking for the protection that can only come from Heavenly Father and our Redeemer? Um, sometimes, you know, we have to have experiences with the adversary so we understand who he is. So we know our place and our position with him. I have made the unfortunate mistake as I was studying out the, uh, you know, the creation and Adam and Eve being in the garden. And this was a very long time ago when I first returned back to the gospel because, see, I had, I had not been an adult in the gospel. And so as I was studying it out, I just thought, you know, some thoughts came into my mind and. I remember calling my dad and talking to him about it. And he basically told me like, you don't ever, ever feel any sort of mm, mercy or compassion, to, you know, to the adversary because he'll use that and he'll use it against you. And sure enough, that night I had the craziest dream ever. And, um, you know, the adversary and his minions really attacked me in my dream and uh, I won't go into details, but it was not a pleasant experience. And when I woke up, I just immediately rolled off the bed, hit my knees, and I just started praying to Heavenly Father, please, please, Father, you know, rebuke these spirits in the name of Jesus Christ. I rebuke these spirits. Take them away, um, you know, by the power of Jesus Christ. I rebuke them. And then asking Heavenly Father to help me to forget what I had seen, what I was exposed to in those dreams, to help me to uh, purify my mind and to heal my heart from the experience because my heart was very, very troubled. And thankfully, Heavenly Father and His love and understanding did exactly that and more, more than what I had actually asked for. And... That's what faith and prayer gets you is that protection. We can't always be protected from everything because we need to have experiences. And believe me, after that experience, I understood the nature and character of Lucifer. And um, I will never go down that rabbit hole again. Sometimes I see people on social media saying, you know, well, why can't Lucifer repent? Isn't there, you know, doesn't he still have a choice? Does it, and you know, all those thoughts and that and going down that rabbit hole is just, I'm, I'm here to tell you, it's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. He is the first one to lure you in and then turn around and bite your head off. So don't ever trust him. And, um, Again, you know, sometimes we just have to have these experiences, but it is prayer that can help heal us. It is prayer that can strengthen us. It is prayer that can make us whole again after those experiences. So never doubt, always trust. And if you're going to doubt, doubt your doubts. You know, I love that quote, doubt your doubts, push forward in faith. Prayer is always there. You can pray at any time, anywhere. You don't always have to pray verbally and out loud. And uh, you pray in your heart, you pray in your mind, you pray however you want to pray. You figure out how that works for you. And believe you me, those efforts are always welcomed and loved by your Heavenly Father 
and your Redeemer, Jesus Christ. That's all they need is for you to open that door of communication, and they are waiting literally on the other side of that door. They're probably pounding on the door, hoping that you will hear them and how much they yearn to be with you, to tend to you, to be a part of your life, to bless you. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for joining me. God bless you all. My heart goes out to each and every one of you. Keep pushing. Keep persevering. Be faithful. Be healthy. Be safe. And remember to be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. Let's do the best that we can to reflect the glory and light, love and kindness of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Until next week. God bless.